Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. I'm super excited because today we are joined by Davey and Jesse from the Till Agency. They are an amazing Facebook, Instagram, social media ad company. I'm like, is that what I should even call you? (laughs) Yep, Um, you're on the right track. Okay, great. I'm super excited to talk to you guys because this is something that I know literally very, very little about. And as you guys know who are listening in, I love having people on here who know way more than I do. So before we get started and I pester you with all my questions about ads because I'm excited to learn too. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys. Like, how did this come together? How did you guys decide? Cause I know you each have, um, different backgrounds. So like, how did you guys even build this business? I love hearing that kind of origin story. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And actually, um, you know, we, Jesse and I connected at creative at heart, uh, over this idea in particular, we had known each other before then. And that was a conference right lately that you were just at. Um, and we were supposed to be at, and there was that uh, kind of a whole debacle there, but long story short, had to stay home uh, for the family. But anyways, Jesse, our other partner, Ryan uh, and I all, you know, are running uh, our own businesses and all find us ourselves in a similar position where, you know, what we're doing, the next step would be ads for people. So for instance, for, for myself, you know, I run uh, Davy and Krista with, with my wife, Krista. And after we build people a website, they're like, okay, how do I get traffic to it? You know? So all of a sudden now we're having conversations about marketing, but it wasn't a service that we had the bandwidth to take on through that business. And I think it was, you know, similar for Jesse and coaching. And then Ryan um, had helped his wife and their business partner, Caroline, build Lightnary presets. And he was the guy, you know, handling their digital advertising and running ads for them. And so we, we all kind of connected and we're just like, Hey, you know, this is something we want to start doing for people and it'd be more fun to do it together. And that's really how it got started. Jesse, did you want to add anything to that? I'm sorry. I like, don't want to cut you off. No, no, that's okay. Um, I think the, the funny thing is, is, you know, I, I, I consulted and, and coached with, you know, marketing with uh, creative entrepreneurs for years. And uh, it was one of those things where people were asking about ads and I would, you know, consult and, and, and help uh, people get those things started. But it's something I never really wanted to do on our own. It's something, you know, me and my wife never really wanted to do on our own. And I never really wanted to start a business. I'm, you know, like a pretty extreme extrovert. I always wanted to be around other people and see what's going on. And so like, I never wanted to start an agency by myself. And so when me and David connected, they were talking, you know, about, uh, throughout some ideas of starting something. I was like, Hey, that sounds pretty sweet. If you guys are looking for a third, let me know. Um, and then now we're here. (laughs) It happened. I love hearing, you know, just like how people can go from taking an idea to creating a business. And I, I also really just admire that it's kind of like a family affair. I feel like all of you guys have your spouses in parts of your business and, and then coming together as like a team of friends is always just really fun to watch. So love that. Let's talk ads because it's overwhelming to everybody. And I just want to encourage anyone who's listening to this episode, like let's, let's listen with an open mind. Let's not be overwhelmed (laughs) by this situation. Um, so first off, I think the biggest question that I hear a lot from my students and that I kind of struggle to answer honestly is like, 
what should some, like your general creative entrepreneur, let's say it's a photographer or a website designer or an artist, they don't have a shop or they don't have like one product necessarily to run ads to. Cause I think that's like the traditional thing you see is like, Hey, buy this. Um, like the, I have a map in my office behind me and there are tons of ads that send to this map. Like, so that's a product, right? But like mm-hmm. your general service-based creative entrepreneur, what should they be running ads to? And like, where are they missing an opportunity to bring more traffic into what it is that they're doing? Yeah, I think that the first question you have to ask yourself when it comes to ads um, specifically is like looking back at the organic side of your business and looking at, okay, how are people finding you? What is what is that experience like? Are they finding you simply because they're looking for it or because they get, or a friend refers on them to you? Are they stumble on your website or they, you know, download a freebie from Instagram or, or you know, whatever it is. So looking at that and, and looking at it from that perspective, the easiest kind of transition to ads is looking at how you can replicate that. Looking at it from, okay, if it's content driven, then maybe you do a little bit more content heavy ads as opposed to directly to your product or service. You know, it's a, you know, the difference is like, Hey, I'm awesome. Hire me ad or like, Hey, check out, you know, you need help with this. Here's five ways to do X, Y, and Z. And so there's, you know, different approaches to that. Um, And obviously different services, for example, a wedding photographer never have to convince someone to hire a wedding photographer. When they're getting married, it's a given, they're going to hire a wedding photographer. So a direct to wedding photography services ad may be a little bit easier for someone than a more like freebie style or content driven ad. So really looking at how people are finding you and if they're actively looking for things like that. Whereas like, you know, the difference is something like a map is something like you see an image and you weren't like out there probably looking for a a map necessarily, but you see the ads like, oh, that's really cool. I want to buy that or I'm interested in that. Um, And so so, you know, there's, there's different kind of businesses there, but the, the first place I like to start is, okay, how are people finding you? Like, what does that process look like and how can we inject people into that process uh, through, through paid ads? Yeah. And I would, I would add to that, that not everybody has to run ads. You know, I think that sometimes we get sort of this, this unseen pressure from somewhere. We're not sure why, but you know, we know people are running ads. And so should I be running ads? And, you know, we kind of build it up. Um, but you know, like, let's say you're a luxury level, uh, photographer and you shoot 10 to 20 weddings a year. Like you don't need ads to book out those spots. Right. I mean, if I was, if I was, uh, in a luxury market and I was a wedding photographer, m- my big focus would be like, how can I connect with planners? You know, cause that's probably where a lot of my qualified leads are coming from. And maybe I use paid advertising as a supplement to that just as maybe you know, to a certain extent for brand awareness, especially if maybe I'm in a new area and I just need to get my name out there and, and get people, you know, in the door, into my website. But at the end of the day, like for somebody like that, they probably don't need a paid ad strategy. Whereas somebody who's running a business that is scalable, whether it's through a physical product, like the map, we were just using an example, or selling a course or something like that. Then all of a sudden ads become a bit more integral, even just if it's on the lead generation side of things, where you're always trying to get in front of a new audience and get them on your list so that you can eventually sell them your product. Yeah. One thing that I'll add to that side of it as well is the um, you know, as Davey's talking about uh, brand awareness and things like that. Uh, and not everyone, again, has to be using ads and not everyone has to have, you know, even that are using ads, a huge budget. For example, in that luxury wedding photographer example, imagine doing a cold reach out to like get coffee with a planner or to make some sort of connection with a planner. Um, they've never heard of you before. It's a, a, it's like, 
just com- completely clean slate. Whereas if she's been seeing your ads for a little while, she may be like, oh, like I know this person, I'm familiar with this person. Um, and so being able to create some of that brand recognition can be relatively inexpensive because chances are, you know, if you're going, you know, you're, you're spending, sending ads to people who are interested in weddings in your area, it's not going to be this massive audience where you have to spend thousands of dollars uh, to get in front of all those people. That's super helpful. I love how encouraging it is just to hear like Davey say, maybe you don't need to run ads. I think, I think, you know, there is just this perception of you see someone do something and then you feel like you need to be the person that does it. Actually, I think we talked about this on your podcast, just about becoming, becoming an educator. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to be an educator. I want to be a speaker because I see everybody doing it. Same thing with ads. I've Mm -hmm. had that thought so many times and I have run ads and then I've not, which actually leads me to my next question. So let's say you run an ad campaign. And I, I think that, and please correct me if I'm wrong because I'm, I, there is a big chance I'm wrong on this, but I feel like there's two kinds of things that happen when people decide they wanna run ads, at least like in our space. There's like a launch or like an end goal, or they just really want, like you said, that brand recognition. They wanna put their name out there. They wanna just generate some more traction and some more visibility, right? Um, is there like another reason to run ads that I'm missing? I'd say broadly, you're, you're on the right track. You know, I'd say, you know, there's a, there's a few, there's a a few different campaigns that will typically run for people. I'd say the two, the two main ones are lead generation, where we're basically trying to oftentimes build people's email lists. You know, I'd say that's one of the more common types of, of lead generation that we do. Uh, Occasionally it's going to be, you know, getting phone calls and setting those up and things like that, but mostly it's going to be building people's email lists. And, And the other side of things then is direct to sale, let's say. So actually running, uh, running, um, ads so that people, you know, click over to a product or click over to some sort of subscription and actually sign up. Uh, for them. And those two things work together. You know, we always encourage people to run lead generation because over the long term, it's going to create more sustainable results. You're always going to be adding new and fresh people to your list. Once people are on your list, you can nurture them for however long it takes to get them to to purchase. Whereas there's going to be a subset of people who, you know, are ready to purchase, you know, having seen an ad, being convinced by the ad, they have that pain or they realize that pain point and they're ready to get uh, their credit card out. So those are the two that we typically run. And then of course, on the there's the brand awareness side of things. We don't do that quite as much, but we definitely do a little bit of it for different clients, especially clients who do just produce lots of really great content. And we're just trying to even warm up cold audiences to the point where they might even get on a list. So running stuff to, you know, people's podcasts or YouTube channel or, or whatnot. Does that summarize it pretty well, Jesse? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, there's, when it comes down to it, you're looking at growing a business and we want, if we want to get as general as possible here, there's only so many ways to do it. You need more people. You need to get in front of more people. So there's sweat equity or you pay to get it done, whether that's SEO, whether that's ads, whether that's uh, PR billboards, you know, you name it. There's, you know, but, but there's only so many ways to do it. And, um, you know, it's never been easier. And I say easy, I know that it sometimes can be overwhelming at times, but it's never been easier to create your own campaigns, to get ads up and running. Um, Facebook tries to make it really easy for you to give them uh, your money. Um, and so, um, better or you know, worse. Yeah, for better or for worse. And so, yeah, I would say that, like, you know, within that category, though, like there's, there's only, you know, broad, so many broad categories we put that stuff into. Okay. That's super helpful because so the, the question I really wanted to ask here is let's say you do something with an end goal in mind, like you, you do your first ad campaign and, and you either do it yourself or you work with somebody and, and it doesn't, 
yield the results that you wanted? What do you do then? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And to a certain extent, the million dollar question, but we have, and we have resources on our website too, that you can check out that are free on uh, troubleshooting your funnel. And so that's actually one of the, the recent podcast episodes that we released on our till agency podcast, Stuff Marketers Say. But you know, the key is, I think as with so many other things, especially if it's your first time giving it a shot is to not give up on it completely. And well, just to iterate, right? And so to make small adjustments to uh, different parts of the campaign and then, you know, measure whether that, that made things better or whether it made things worse and go from there. But Jesse, uh, Jesse can better explain our process for kind of going through an ad campaign and figuring out uh, what's working and what's not. For sure. And one of the big things when it comes to troubleshooting any, any ad campaign is you have to go into it knowing that there's going to have to be tweaks. Um, like we are long past the days of, Hey, I'm going to give Facebook $10 and I'm going to get a million dollars back. You know, <laughs> it's just like the competition is higher. Quality of ads have gotten better and, and, and privacy concerns, gotten, privacy concerns have come up. Um, so there's, there's, you know, a handful of things that have impacted the um, rate of success, I should say, for people just jumping in. But with all that said, like there's still huge opportunities for people to, to see that success and, and see returns on, on the investments they make in ads. But when they are you know, going in there and making those tweaks, you have to isolate the different piece of the, the funnel that is not working. Um, a lot of times Facebook takes the blame or any ad campaign takes the blame for something when chances are like, okay, like you got your ad looked great. It got great click-through rates. You got traffic to your site, but the offer just wasn't a good offer for cold audiences. Or you know, it could be that the uh, landing page didn't convert very well because it wasn't super clear. It didn't you know for someone who again doesn't know you, it it doesn't may not make sense or may not be super appealing. And so looking at all the you have to look at from ad to landing page all the way down through you know email follow if it's a lead campaign for example. Looking at like where is the fall off. If you can't find it, the best place to start is at the top though. If you, you know, can, you know, if your click-through rate's 1% and you can get that to a 2%, immediately it doubles your chances of success. And so being able to start at that top, all that results will, will trickle down there. But um, in general, you know, I think that the, the biggest issue for people that are jumping in, the thing that we see a lot of isn't actually on the ad side. A lot of the problems are they're expecting Facebook to do all the heavy lifting and saying like, Oh, these people are not good leads for for me and my business. When really we're, they're you're, they're getting people to their their pages that aren't speaking the same language, and so making sure that we are thinking about okay, if someone who doesn't know me lands on this page or this offer, is this going to be appealing to them? Is this going to give them a reason? You know, we also have to remember that we're, Facebook and Instagram is interruption marketing. They we are interrupting their day trying to get them to do something, and so if we don't make it appealing or we don't make it uh, coercive enough for them, then like they're just going to peace out and go back to scrolling. And so thinking about it that way is usually enough to, for people to say, oh shoot, like I've been doing this the wrong way. And so being able to think through it that way, I think is really, really helpful. Um, and then after they've kind of thought through and think, said like, okay, yes, I think I'm putting my best foot forward here. Then they can go into the specifics of making sure that their click-through rates are good and making sure that their pages are converting at, at, a, at a good rate and things like that. That's awesome. I feel like that is super helpful for people who have maybe like dipped their toe into it, but they're really not sure like why it's not going super well. It's just kind of evaluating where the problem is and then addressing it from there. What about the people who are listening in who are like, okay, so maybe this could be something that I look into doing. Um, you know, how would, how would somebody gauge 
if it's time for them to start running Facebook or Instagram ads, like how will people gauge, okay, this is something that will actually benefit my business that like the cost will be worth it. What kind of things need to be put into place and stuff like that? Yeah. Jesse had mentioned this a little bit earlier in the uh, episode, but you know, basically I have an understanding of your organic results and really having a, a, some sort of grasp on your numbers as well, you know? So, and it's going to vary, you know, from business to business, exactly what metrics, you know, make up success for you. But for a lot of businesses, right, understanding how many leads that you get uh, in a given month, how many of those leads convert into paying customers or clients, what acquisition channels that you're currently using, right? So, you know, if Google and YouTube are big for you, then running Google and, ad, and, uh, and YouTube ads, you know, probably is a good place to start. And then likewise for, uh, for Facebook and Instagram. But if you don't understand those numbers, it becomes that much more, I think, of a shot in the dark when you start trying to run paid ads. And on the paid ad side of things, you really want an understanding of your numbers because as Jesse was just talking about, you want to be able to look at your funnel and you want to be able to go through it piece by piece and understand you know, how many people are converting at each level. At the end of the day though, you know, outside of actually trying to run ads and, and you, everybody is going to have maybe inclination whether ads might work for them or not, or whether ads are necessary in their business. But outside of actually putting, you know, dipping your toe in the water uh, and giving it a shot, we don't know for sure whether things are going to work. You know, for instance, we can look at different clients that we have in various industries. And so if somebody asks us who's in one of those industries, hey, can ads work for me? We can make an educated guess on that. And we can even have maybe some benchmarks uh, in mind. But at the end of the day, we won't know until you know, that, that, that client actually tries. That makes total sense. All right. So I would love to hear from you guys because I feel like a hot button topic right now is like the iOS update and like how it's stressing everybody out and everybody's like my ads, my ads, what do I do? So what's going on there? Like what are people overreacting? Are we, are we panicking? I'm like, is it fine? What's going on? I think it's similar to when the algorithm update for Instagram, like the organic algorithm, and it was like chaos and doom and Instagram's never going to work. And like, now we're like kind of back to, you know, everyone loving Instagram and reels and everything again. So um, I think that, you know, obviously it did put Facebook through a span. Facebook was not happy with um, the changes that were made on the the iOS side of things. Um, But uh, I think Davey, you've actually said this, that like Facebook makes too much money for them to not figure this out. And so, and we're already seeing it starting to get figured out. Um, Facebook has, you know, created some things on their end that uh, allow you to still get as much data as possible. And in the, you know, the iOS update affected two things really. It affected um, attribution, which is just looking at like the, you know, when you, you spend ad, Facebook tells you whether or not you got a lead or a purchase from that ad. Um, and so with iOS, we're not getting as much of that data. So your ads may be under-reporting for the first time in Facebook history. Um, usually Facebook tries to take credit for literally anything and everything it possibly can. And so there, there's there's that side of it. So people are saying like, oh, like Facebook's telling me my ads are really sucking when really like they, they could be doing a little bit better than, than that. I wouldn't say like massively under-reporting for most people, but um, there is that potential. And then the other side of that is the optimizations and the algorithm, like the smart algorithm that gets smarter as you run more ads, because, you know, as people do the things that you want them to do, whether it's purchase, whether it's inquire, whether it's download a lead magnet, um, as more and more people do that for your ads, Facebook goes out and finds more of those people. Like the ads get smarter as it gets more data. Well, with iOS gone, and a lot of the data that they're getting from people using apps on iOS, they lost a lot of that data. And so it became, the ads became a little bit less smart. 
So with all that said, Facebook's already taking measures and they've done some things and we're seeing, uh, you know, there was a, a potential spike as a spike in costs as people started to see, you know, numbers rise due to some of those factors, which was counteracted with a lot of people stopped running ads during that time. And so competition got less. So your overall costs kind of evened out a lot of the times we found. Um, so in, in most cases, the panic was not necessarily needed, but it is something that like is, you know, w- with Facebook, like they're, you know, you never know what, what's going to happen in the future, but in the current state, yes, it did throw some, some things for a loop, but I would say 95 or 99% of our clients didn't experience any like massively negative impacts. Yeah. And certainly not the impact that maybe, uh, you know, some blog posts and, you know, some insiders, you know, suggested <laughs> that, suggested that we would. And, you know, I, I compare it to, to the, the Google update that rolled out in June around core web vitals, you know, I mean, like it's a big update. You absolutely should pay attention to it, but it's not, you know, the apocalyptic type search update that, uh, that everybody, you know, made it out to be. And so like Jesse said, there are, there are quite a few things that people, quite a few steps that people can take to implement um, some changes on their end to better track things like attribution and the, another free guide that we have. Uh, and we can send that over to you if you want to throw those in the, in the show notes, but just that we'll walk you through how to set up your account so that you're well prepped for the iOS 14 uh, updates. That would be amazing. Yeah. So we'll put all of that stuff in the show notes for you guys. It's just, so here's the thing podcast.com and you can find all of that information in there. Um, but yeah, that sounds amazing. And I love, I love the, you know, comparison of like, yeah, people panic anytime anything changes. I mean, the whole Instagram Mm -hmm. algorithm thing is hilarious to me. Like, I mean, I'm not, if you're panicking, if you're listening to this and you panic, like I'm not teasing you, I get it. It's stressful, but like, it's going to be okay. (laughs) It'll be fine. Well, that's super helpful. You guys, before I close out with, with our like signature question here on the show, I'd love to know if there are like certain times of the year that you found are more beneficial to run ads or more beneficial to maybe stay away from ads. I know, I feel like I've gotten a little bit of mixed feedback on like, oh, you know, holiday sales or running ads during black Friday, or like, what are your thoughts on just seasons of, of potential for, for growth or potentially to stay away from? Yeah. I love this question. This is a great question. Jesse, do you want to start her? Well, we were just all talking about this in, in one of yeah. our meetings earlier um, uh, this week or last week. And I'll start by just saying that if you can't make ads during work during Black Friday or the holiday sales, chances are ads are not for you <laughs> simply because people are in this mindset. And, and there are probably exceptions to that rule, but people are never going to be more in the mindset of, and I should say, it's never going to be easier for get, to get someone to pull out their credit card during Black Friday. Exception, or I should say the caveat to that is like, you have to be willing to offer a Black Friday sale. Like you can't yeah. offer 5% off and expect it to, to do well. But with that said, uh, Dave, he'll let you kind of take it from there. Yeah. I mean, seasonality is a thing for some businesses, for sure. You know, we work with uh, a couple like gift box type type businesses. Uh, and, you know, uh, we're often working with them around holidays like Mother's Day and uh, Christmas. You know, I feel like those are the two big ones that come to mind. And, you know, of course, results are going to be a little bit better uh, around then. I would say for Black Friday, I mean, one thing that we're proud of is that we have uh, some pretty good metrics when we look at it, our aggregated metrics from all of our clients like last, you know, Black Friday, just in terms of performance, you know, and, and it is true. There are more people running ads. So the competition is higher. Then again, you know, to Jesse's point, everybody wants to buy stuff during black Friday, provided it's a, you know, an actual black Friday deal. Um, so it's, 
a lot easier to like people already have their credit card out. They don't have to get it out. They already have it out. Right. So one of the things that we're doing as well is we're, we have a, like a no pitch webinar on actually running black Friday and cyber Monday uh, promotions coming up in September. So I'll send that over to you as well. But like I said, no pitch webinar. So there will be no, Oh, and by the way, here, buy our course and actually, and get the actual, you know, info or whatever. So you can check that out in September. Um, but we'll talk a little bit about like putting together those campaigns in, in particular. I will say that, you know, if you do want to get started with ads, it's probably best not to wait until Black Friday, Cyber Monday, like a big holiday like that. Uh, and there's a few reasons for that. But one, you want to, you want to prime your pixel a little bit. Uh, you want to work out, you want to, you want to go into Black Friday and Cyber Monday knowing or having sort of like the formula that works for your business. So, you know, and in part just because Black Friday and Cyber Monday, I mean, you're probably your promotion, you know, maybe at lasting for a week, week and a half, although, you know, now everybody starts it at the beginning of October and runs it through Christmas time. So maybe that's not true. But <laughs> point being, dialing that stuff in before you get to Black Friday, Cyber Monday uh, is going to yield just better results in general, you know the lead gen you do. And I would say even spending more money and I'm sure Jesse and Ryan will go, go over all of this in that webinar, but just so people don't have to tune into that, but uh, I highly recommend it, you know, just spending the money that you spend during those, you know, quote unquote, less expensive times, you know, will hopefully pay dividends um, when it comes to, you know, running ads during a, uh, a more high traffic uh, time period. That's amazing. Um, I'm just imagine. I'm like, I was sitting here imagining like half of our amazing listeners, like Googling, like prime your pixel. What does that mean? Um, but <laughs> yeah, basically just getting, just getting traffic to your site and getting conversions, you know, like Jesse said, so basically the way Facebook tracks things and Instagram and Pinterest and so on and so forth is you, you, uh, basically install a, a uh, like a script onto your website, you know? So we refer to it as the pixel and uh, every action that somebody takes on your site is tracked, you know, by that pixel. Again, iOS has thrown uh, sort of a wrench into that in, in certain ways, but a very simplified uh, explanation. I love it. Here for it. I love a good, simple explanation to anything. Um, okay. Well, this was all incredible information, you guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show, but I've got to wrap it up with my signature question. And I want each of you to answer this, honestly. Um, what is your unpopular opinion about running Facebook or Instagram or any kind of ad to your business? Um, that's another good question. Jesse, do you want to start? Um, Don't hold back, you guys. I want like the real unpopular. I mean, okay. I won't hold back. Do it. But um, my biggest unpopular opinion with people running ads and, you know, saying Facebook ads doesn't work for their business is that it's probably not Facebook ads. Um, and I don't, and I say that not saying like, oh, they're, they're, you know, terrible at running, uh, running their business or anything like that. It's just usually a, a mindset issue where uh, they have created their business to run organically um, and they expect to it to perform in a certain way, or they have this expectation because they saw an ad where someone told them that they could spend a dollar and make uh, you know a hundred dollars. Um, so they expect to, to jump in there and, and have the best performing ad ever, even though they've never written ad copy, they've never created an ad or anything like that. And so that's probably my unpopular uh, opinion on that. I love it. User error. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I would say mine is, uh, mine's pretty close to that. Maybe, maybe we're talking about the same thing uh, uh, too, but you know, basically that, you know, if something's, if something's not going right, it's not me, you know? Um, and, and to a certain extent you have, um, 
you know, if you, even if you're getting good organic results, running ads and on the, on the digital side of things, things are different because typically you're, the whole point of running ads and scaling is getting in front of people who don't know who you are. All right. And so you're not nurturing them in the same way that maybe you're nurturing your Instagram community or, you know, whatever it is, whatever organic channel that you're using. Right. So there's maybe a little bit of work that you have to do that you're not used to doing previously. So I would say, you know, be, I don't know if this is, a, you know, an unpopular opinion or, or whatever, maybe, maybe not, but just get, be open to be open to feedback and be open to kind of looking at your own funnel and saying, okay, well, this worked when I was just, you know, when I wasn't running any paid advertising, when I was, you know, working with mostly like an organic warm audience, maybe I have to make some changes when it comes to a cold audience. No, I love that. I mean, I, it, we talk about that a lot on this, on our podcast here anyway, is um, just being how important it is to self-reflect on what it is that you're doing wrong and how to improve it. So um, I love that. And I'll also like, this is just for, for the listeners out there who are like, well, maybe I want to dabble in this, or maybe I, I don't know if I need to hire someone. This, this episode is not sponsored by Till. I'm not getting paid to say this, but I think like there is just such real potential in trusting the experts, people who live and breathe and work. And this is all they think about all the time versus you just being like, I'm going to throw $20 at it and see what happens. Usually you're just taking the long way. So there's, I think there's a little bit of truth in that too. Yeah. And I would say just for those people listening, you know, one thing that we encourage when people who come to us and they haven't run ads before, you know, I, I encourage them to go back and, um, and run ads, you know, even, especially if they're doing maybe their, their first launch, like give it a shot yourself, uh, try DIY in it. We have resources on our uh, podcast and our blog on how to get things up and running. We can point you in the direction of, of good resources. And don't get me wrong. Like if you, you know, if you come to us like, no, nah, no, nah, we absolutely want an agency doing it. You know, we would do it, but it, it's very helpful. I think when people have the experience of trying to run, you know, ads on their own, trying to go through uh, you know, a launch on their own, because when they get to work with an agency, they just are so much more in tune with what's going on, you know, and we want our clients to understand what's going on. You know, we don't want, there's no veil where we're, you know, hiding things behind the curtain, you know, and making, making tweaks and, and adjustments. Uh, we want people to know what's going on so that they, they can make, so they can be collaborators with us, you know, so that they can be true partners. And we think that we get uh, better results when, when that's the case for sure. And, you know, you just want to be able to double check your agency for sure. So plus, you know, the added like appreciation for what it is that you do, because that is also as someone true. Who has, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I just, as, as the consumer, I'm like, I can only imagine how frustrating it is if somebody doesn't have the appreciation for what it is that you're actually doing and the results that you're getting. Um, especially someone who like my team has handled ads for us and it has not gone well. And I've been like, oh, well, that's really interesting. Maybe I should probably hire an expert next time, but yeah. Yeah. That's super helpful. You guys. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and where can people like connect with you if they have further questions? I mean, we will put all your resources in our show notes for sure, but yeah. Awesome. People can uh, find us at till.agency, T-I-L-L.agency. Um, our Instagram handle, Facebook, all of that. It's the same till.agency. Uh, so you can check us out there. We also have a podcast called Stuff Marketers Say, uh, where we're talking you know, specifically you know, all things uh, digital marketing, lots of Facebook, Instagram, Google ad type stuff um, in terms of content. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. 
For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to so here's the thing podcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review in iTunes. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.